Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode, I talked to Trevin Ofis from Montana. He has his own gym out there called All Train, and he also has started making an OCR mitt on the side to uh, keep your hands warm. And it's got a slit going across the palm where you can pull it off of your hand real quick, like if you're going to grab monkey bars or something like that. So he's going to tell us all about that in this interview. Also got a new review, and I'm going to read it. It says, Keeping it real, five stars, from Bald Head of Fiery. Great conversational podcast from an OCR racer with an OCR racer. Keep up the great work. Look forward to racing with you soon from one old guy to another. I am an old guy. That was a true statement. But anyway, I will be in Alabama, so I look forward to seeing everybody down there. Here goes the interview with Trevin. I hope you enjoy it. Trevin Ofis, what is up today, brother? What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good, man. So, man, before we get started on this and, and like, how I met you and everything, tell us a little bit about who Trevin Ofis is, man. Tell us where you're from, man, how you got into fitness. Tell us about Trevin, dude. So, I, I'm from Billings, Montana, um, up here in the north where it's been below zero for the last, like, three months. That blows. That blows. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks, man. It's been freezing up here, but... um. You know, about uh, about six, seven years ago, I actually opened up a gym uh, here in Montana. It kind of like an obstacle training gym that's kind of evolved over the years. And I uh, started a business called All Train, and right. it just catered to basically athletes in all different aspects of fitness. You know, we we train a lot of like ultra marathon runners, marathon runners, and then now OCR is getting so big. Um, we've just had a huge increase of you know obstacle racers, so we built this badass obstacle gym and uh it's just kind of blown up here i mean we're one of the only obstacle gyms in the whole state of montana and so we've uh we've attracted some serious athletes and stuff and uh along that journey man i've just uh you know i've i've done some races myself done some ultras um and have kind of plunged into the ocr world and uh and yeah man and here we are so man how did you because in my town, and I've seen my mother and my stepfather both fail at, you know, doing businesses. And I'm just, man, how did you get the nerve to say, all right, I'm going to start a gym? Did you have, like, any a lot of research in it? Like, how did you get that push to do that? <laughs> this is funny, man. Or did you just say, to hell with it, I'm opening a gym? <laughs> literally, I, I had a buddy that that went almost Olympics in wrestling and he came to Billings and he said, Hey, you should come train with me. And I wasn't doing nothing, man. I was lazy. Uh, just kind of this big pile of shit is what I really was. And so I went and trained with this guy and I became so obsessed with 
the process and fitness that I'm not, I'm not even bullshitting you. 90 days later, I started my business. Wow. Um, I literally, I even lived at my parents. I was such a dirtbag. I was still <laughs> at my parents' house and I started, uh, I just put it out there that, Hey, I went and got a certification and, uh, I, I love this so much. I love this style of training that this Olympic wrestler did. And so I just started taking on clients in my parents' house at their, in their garage. Oh, wow. And within like two months of that, um, my, my, I mean, we couldn't even fit people at our house. We had so many people coming in out of my parents' garage. Damn. Uh, I had to move into a bigger facility. And so then, you know, it was like two months after I just put the word out there, it blew up. And then, uh, I just kept growing and growing. And now we're, we're six years deep. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. It was, it was a freaking oh, grind sure. for like the first, you know, probably two, three years. It was just a, a grind. I mean, up every single day at 4 a.m., no employees, no nothing. Um, but I can tell you now, dude, it was, it's so worth it. And I've got some killer employees. I've got a killer gym. I've got killer clients. Like it's, it's just completely revolutionized my life, man. Man, that sounds that sounds pretty awesome. Cause you started that in your early twenties too, when you opened that gym, right? Twenty three, man. Yep. Yeah, cause you aren't. Didn't I see you were you're twenty nine now? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Twenty nine years old. Nah, last year your twenties. Last year my twenties. I know, man. I gotta get it. Yeah, I'm in my last year, my thirties. <laughs> oh, dude. hey, we're 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 we feel probably somewhat the same. You yeah. know, it probably feels about the same. I mean. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like? good to, to go into that next generation. So. Man, I, I'll tell you one thing, and this is just my point of view, and it sounds like you're already like way ahead of you know getting into your fitness journey than where I was when you know I was in my 20s. But to me, man, life started getting easier to me when I become 30. So, I mean, everything started just getting easier, handling bills and finances and stress. When you become, when I, when I turned 30, I was like, man, life is just starting to really chill and relax now. So hopefully it'll go that way for you too. (laughs) I've heard that from quite a few people and I can tell you that I'm already feeling it. I mean, all those years of just suffering and grinding and like struggling to pay your bills and all that. And it's like, it's, it's getting easier. It's a lot less stressful. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, bit like you said, man, bills are a little easier to pay. You, you just, you just kind of finally yeah. got your shit together a little bit and it just, it, it does. Life is a little bit easier. I man. mean, it just is. So I'm actually excited for my thirties because just like you, how many people have told me that, you know, the thirties are, the thirties are awesome. Man. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm actually pumped for thirties. I'm not actually too, uh, too upset that I'm going to be plunging into that age group. Man, I remember, you know, being 20 and getting my first house, man, and trying to, like, you know, balance my checkbook down to the cents. And, like, man, I can't, man, I don't even balance that shit anymore, man. I'm just, like, I'm in the flow with it, you know? (laughs) Exactly, man. It's it's like it's just life starts to get easier the older you get, I guess. Definitely, definitely. So, you okay, you've opened this gym, you know, and, and it's doing good. So, how do you... How did you come from, you know, being in the gym and then coming to OCR? You know, it was, it, it was something we, we were always into fitness and I, I've always been like a skinnier guy. So I was trying to, you know, bodybuild and all this crap and, um, just some people drinking from mass gym, gainer every day. Exactly. Drinking <laughs> mass gainer, eating 10,000 calories a day. I wasn't gaining no freaking weight either. I mean, I just stayed scrawny and uh and then some people from the gym were like hey let's go do the spartan race in montana and um 
So we took a small group up to that Spartan race and we did it. And believe it or not, uh, I, I DNF'd it. I kept rolling my ankle and finally I was just like, you know what? Piss on this. Um, (laughs) and I was, I didn't know how to train for, um, a race and me being just this egotistical little shit. I, (laughs) I signed up for the beast elite and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to wreck it. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm gonna kill this thing, and then uh, I, I, actually, I just got my ass stomped, just handed to me, and uh, you know, I, I pretty much just my ego was like, I'm never gonna do this again. Mm. Um, this was stupid. But one of the guys that we took up there, um, he just had a heyday, just you know, shit talking me um, <laughs> for my DNF, and I just made it a point i'm like you know what like got in your head, next year i'm gonna kill this thing and so i just started investing more time into the sport you know i learned that you actually have to go run <laughs> like put in some weekly mileage and stuff and uh and then you know the year after that i went back and, and i did really well and uh you know i finished pretty strong and then it was like 30 days later, I made another dumb mistake. I, I had my ego big, and one of my buddies was like, hey, let's go do a 50-miler. And oh, I, I never ran the distance. <laughs> and we went and did an ultra, and we, I finished it, um, but it absolutely destroyed me. And then uh, and then it was like 2017 is when I met some really solid runners. Um, you know, there's a guy named Matt Rock from around here. And, um, you know, he's a podium finisher. He's been a podium finisher twice now this year in, uh, right. in Spartan Racing. And I just started to like learn like more about the sport. I started to learn like, you know, the technical side of things and, um, and, and really like the obstacle stuff, I've always had the, the gym and the strength stuff. So that just it came pretty easy, yeah. but it was the running that was like, Oh my gosh, like you have to be obsessed with this. And oh, yeah. all of a sudden I have to invest hours and hours and, <laughs> And then pretty soon it was like, oh, we're, we're putting in 60 mile weeks and, but I was feeling phenomenal. And then, uh, and then started, you know, just crushing local races and, you know, going and entering, um, you know, ultras and just finishing really, really well. And, uh, I, you know, I only did a few Spartans last year. Um, I had a really good finish in the elite in uh, Breckenridge. I, I went top 15 oh, cool. and then, uh, I kind of decided after that, I'm like, you know what, in, in. 2019 I'm, I'm gonna go hard um i finally got my shit together i'm disciplined right um uh, my business is is thriving enough that i can i have some employees now that i can kind of like trust fade, <laughs> fade out of the, exactly and, and invest a little more time in myself and so um you know i i trained extremely hard and now um you know i'm hitting the national series this year and cool. you know I'm, I'm gonna go to the world championships i guarantee i am man and, uh, you know, this year, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not going to say that I'm going to dominate or anything this year. I, I know where I'm at and I know how long it takes to get to a certain point. Um, but I can tell you right now, man, give it a few years. I, I'm going to be somewhere like just, just like with my business. I mean, I, I will suffer for it, man. So I'm, this sport is like exactly, I feel like what my body was designed to do. You right. know, I, it's it's so badass when you find something like that and then the people in it are so cool it's like oh, yeah. everything about this sport dude is just bitching so yeah the, the community man is it's it's freaking it's freaking awesome man it is man it really really is and 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 i feel the exact same way you do too man it's like i feel like this sport was 
made for me, you know. The only part where it, my body just doesn't like doing the high mileage weeks, so that's where I struggle the most is with my running. I'm having problems with my knees here and there, but I mean, it's just something, you know, I work through it, and I, I mean, I do better on trail runs than I do on street runs for sure, man. I run too Absolutely. many miles on the street, I start to hurt, dude. For sure, man. For sure. And, you know, it's it's far beyond. I mean, you know, a lot of people are in it just to try to, you know, for the competition and whatnot. But honestly, like, what I've learned from running, like, I wouldn't, like, even if there wasn't Spartan racing, now knowing what running does for my life, I would totally continue to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it, it just changed me as a human. Like, it, like... It, yeah, it became like a part high, of me. It's, it's so weird, dude. Like, I, I would do it regardless. I mean, yeah. and it's something like six years ago or whatever before I started doing it, um, I, I would have told you, hell no. Like, <laughs> I'm not running. Running is for pussies. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And now it's like I'm obsessed with it, man. It, it fulfilled like a gap in my in my soul or something. You know, it's, it's freaking weird. I think only like runners and people that have been in the sport can understand that. Right. Um, but it does, man. You just get by, bit by a bug. And, uh, and it's like, you know, the competition is just like a perk of it. And it's like, it's sweet when there's something like OCR that now you can take this training that you are so passionate about and, and go test it. You know, that's, that's the cool thing about yeah. it. See, that was me, you know, cause I was already like running the local five K's and stuff like that and working out in the gym, you know, and, and just trying to get tone and everything. And, you know, when I did my first OCR, I was like, this is the reason why I've been running and working out, you know. And it, took, it took that first race to figure it out, man. For sure, yeah. It just kind of gave purpose to all of this training. You're like, man, it, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. I mean, I fell in love with it, but my first race was a, a moderately flat sprint. It wasn't a Montana beast through, <laughs> through the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, uh, do you know a guy named, uh, Ted Kiley? You know, I, I don't. Um, but anyway, I know he, he, he's from out West and he loves that, that venue that they do the Montana beast at. He says it's a gorgeous venue. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's killer, man. It's beautiful up there and, uh, it's, it's a brutal course. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's just super fun though. I mean, it really is. I know one of these days I'm going to get further out West. I mean, the only race I've done close to being out West was, uh, Texas and it's pretty, oh, dang, man. pretty flat. So my mostly stay on the East and the Northeast, you know, just because it's, it's just cheaper to get to, you know, and I can do more for less money. For sure. Definitely, yeah. man. I'd love to go out to Tahoe this year. Just got to see where the funds are at, you know, got so many other races man. I'm planning on going to. I would love to do all the U S series like you're doing too. Heck yeah, man. So tell us how your race went in Jacksonville, man, because I saw you down there. You know, it honestly went better than uh, than I was hoping. You know, I it seemed like it was the year that everybody uh, was getting sick. And, uh, you know, I caught a, that sick that I got a little bit of, like, pneumonia and shit, like, two weeks out. Yep. And uh, it just kind of sucked. But I, I was committed. I, I trained pretty hard leading up to those two weeks. And, uh and just was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go do this race. I went down there with another guy from from our gym, and uh, let's just see what happens. And you know, I I, I ended up like sixty something. Um, I was expecting to just get blown out of the water. You know, be walking in. Um, I just had That's no. That's good lungs, for a stacked field, though. I was I was happy. You know, I mean, it was 
it was as good as I could have done that day for, for how I felt. And it was like, it, it was perfect, man. Did you run um, clean? You know, I ran clean other than the, uh, um, what am I, the, the beater, man. The beater? Um, oh, man. I got to that freaking beater and, uh, thing was soaking wet and i i think it just got in my head everybody was slipping and falling off that thing yeah and i just kind of i just kind of bitched out you know i really did <laughs> um that's, that's all there was to it but i was worried um, about it I'm, and it was it it wasn't raining when i got there and i run age group and i heard on the elites it was misting when most of the elites got there and i mean sure. they, they were still wet but i mean there was nobody there so i wasn't crowded so i just kind of took a couple of breaths and just jumped on it and uh it, it I, but i was totally worried about it I, I i use the sideways technique on it so that's what i always do on the monkey bars and that was my first time hitting beater and uh i and that seemed to work pretty good but work pretty good for you yeah but i noticed that i saw a video of i guess it was las vegas this past weekend where it looks like they're changing where they put those turn styles at in the obstacle. Yes, yes, I, I've seen that as well. You saw um, where VJ went through it, and he had three of those turnstiles in a row. Yep, exactly. Yeah. He was skipping them, man. Yeah, that, um, that looked pretty gnarly. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm kind of pumped to hit it again yeah. um, in Alabama, and, you know, whether it's wet or not, I'm, I'm pretty uh, pretty confident that I should be able to, to blaze through that thing. So Yeah, I saw uh, Steve, uh, Steve Hammond had a little video in his story where he was – filming a little part of the trail where he found like some water oh man it, it kind of looks like jacksonville where he filmed it but he said it's a yeah. lot of flat fast running yeah. too so. i saw that video too it does look like it's going to be another another wet wet boggy one for sure yeah so. that's that's a good venue down there it's it's like one minute it's kind of like florida because one minute you'll be kind of in the sand it's one minute you'll be in tall grass and one minute you'll be in like some muddy swamp they that's used awesome, to man. they used to use that uh venue um I think it's been two years before since it's been there. I know it was there in 2015 and 2016, and then they they didn't have it for the next, or maybe it was maybe it was 16 and 17. Sure, hell yeah. But man. they had it two years in a row, and then they took a year or two off. But it, it's a, it's a cool venue, definitely. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm super excited to go down there just to kind of go somewhere new and hit a new venue and you know it just I, I think it's gonna be super cool i know it's kind of bummed they're not gonna have an open house on friday so you could go out there and kind of practice you know the beater and the that, i mean are they doing they're probably just doing that at all the national series you think i mean they didn't have one in florida um it doesn't like you said they're not doing one in alabama maybe they're just not doing them um you know at the national series events or something like could that be. which i mean it's fine could be but, but i mean i was just looking through you know most of the race signups you know because it would have the tab to sign up for the open house and it, it looks like they're not doing that as much this year as they oh, did sure. last year so for that's sure. kind of a bummer because it was just another day to kind of hang out and you know talk sure. talk spartan with all your friends man i thought it was cool definitely man i, I agree it, it was super cool it was cool to go down there and just hang out and bs some people and Hell yeah check, check out the obstacles and stuff no it, it definitely was cool i mean i can see uh when i was down in laughlin this this last year um i could see how it was a problem i mean there's people there 
late. I mean, it was dark, and they were, they were yelling at people. And shit. Get out and so, of there. Hmm. Yeah, I can see where it might have became Called a little a bit problem. of an issue for them. So it's like, whatever. You know, they got to do what they got to do. And it would be, even if it was one of those things where they only opened up, like, the festival area, and they had the obstacles tied up with the tape like they do so you can't get on it, just so you can go and hang out, get to the... For sure. If you wanted to get a venue shirt early, you know, you could, you know, just hang out. Definitely, man. And then Definitely. just close up shop like you're, you know, you're supposed to. Oh yeah. But you know, e- even in Jacksonville, you know, they didn't have an open house. But me and some friends, we just walked out there. Of course, we didn't try any of the obstacles because we, <laughs> did, we didn't want to have any attention drawn to us. Yeah. But we just walked around and hung out, and nobody coming. Nobody said anything to us. No, I, I don't think that anybody cares. I mean, and it's just good mentally to go kind of see like where yeah. the start line is and like where the parking is. It's just yeah, kind of logistics, like, you know, it, exactly. It just, it just, you know, gives you a little more sense of security before just like showing up and not knowing where the venue is or where this or that is. So right. no, no, definitely, man. So I can't remember if I saw you uh, Saturday or Sunday in Jacksonville, but you were talking to Robert Killian and you had these gloves that kind of resembled like a bleg mint, but it's your own design and you've actually made these. Tell us about that, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've seen the bleg mints and, you know, I wanted an OCR mint and a couple of people from our gym had purchased, um, some of the bleg mints that they paid an arm and a leg for. And it, it took just forever. It seemed like for them to get them. And, uh, when they got them, they just, they had some issues and so, um, you know, not, I not to mention they had to wait for what, like a month to get them, get them mailed yeah, from it Australia. Was, it was just a <laughs> long wait. Um, and, and then even after they got them, they, they were like, you know, when they closed their hand, it like opened up the middle and a lot of air went through. They just basically had a few things here and there that they didn't like. And, um, you know, not to dive into my, my past or anything, but I used to, uh, I, I used to do like a lot of leather work and stuff. Um, I used to build like guitar straps and belts and just a lot of stuff like that. And I, I did it through college cool. and actually made a lot of money doing it. And so I, I have like a, you know, an industrial sewing machine and all this stuff. I've kind of customized a lot of my, um, my running vests and stuff, you know, oh, to cool. you just kind of deck them out how I want to. And then, uh, and so what I did is I just kind of like seen these myths and I'm like, you know, man, I think I could make these. And so I kind of picked the brain of, of some of some of our athletes. Um, and we just came up with a design that works really, really good. And, uh, you know, I decided to, I just bought some, you know, really high grade, uh, scuba gear. It was like a 1.5 millimeter. Right. Um, they're really lightweight. You know, we've tested them underwater and, uh, you know, we allowed them, they're not waterproof, you know, you want water to drain out of them. Of course, and so yeah. the thing about that neoprene though, or that, that scuba, you know, fabric is that if your hands get wet, they stay warm. Right. And so we made sure to get a high quality, you know, fabric first. And then, uh, the design that we made is, you know, it's got a really, it's got a two inch wrist strap, so it's secured to your wrist. So you don't have to worry about losing the thing. Um, but it's basically cut across the middle and like you can literally pull your hand out without even using the other one do an obstacle and put your hand back in like without even using the other hand i mean they're that slick um and they're super lightweight and i can tell you i mean i've I've been running up here in sub-zero temperatures 
And that's what I've been wearing for a minute. And my hands, man, they sometimes they don't even get clammy. They get so warm. Wow. I mean, they, they are flipping warm mitts for how lightweight, and how thin they are. Um, and so, I mean, I just think there's a need for it in, in I, do, I mean, I do too. And, and that's what, you know, it caught my eye and I kind of walked up to you and when you were talking to Robert and cause it just amazed me cause I saw it and I, I knew it wasn't a bleg mitt and I could tell what, I mean, I didn't know that you were the creator of it. I just thought, well, Hey, there's a, a bleg mitt type glove that may be available in America that you don't have to you know, have shipped all the way from Australia, wait a month to get and pay a lot of money for the mitt and then pay a lot of money to ship it. You know, it's just the convenience of it just sound, it looked awesome. So exactly, man. And that, that was kind of my thought behind it is like, you know, I'm going to all of these races anyway. Right. I'm like, um, I, I'm making these by hand. I've been, I've been working on them like crazy. I mean, I busted out a ton of pair of these things recently and, uh, I'm like, I, once I start putting it out there, um, I'd be like, Hey, I'm just going to show up to these races and I'll have them. So there's, there's no, um, you know, there's no sort of a like mailing fee or nothing like that. Like right. if you want them, let me know. I'm going to show up with a, with a bag full of them and I can just deliver them, hand deliver them at the race. Um, you know, and it, it's as simple as that. And I, I mean, I'm open to suggestions. That's why, um, I was, I was talking to Robert Killian down there about it, uh, you know, I, I've reached out to him and I'm like, Hey man, I just want some, some feedback. Um, I, I want to know, you know, what, what you would do differently, what you would like, you know, I've seen him wear a pair of mitts before and it's like, I guarantee those are better, but is there something that you would like? I mean, what, what does the OCR community want in an, in an obstacle racing mitt that's built specifically for us, you know? Um, so, um, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm just trying to get them out there. Um, I've, I'm, I've definitely got quite a few guys now, um, that are starting to, starting to wear them. And, uh, I just, the, the OCR community is cool. Um, right. I think that they, they really like to support, you know, like, you know, us made stuff. And, uh, and so I'm like, you I know, man, so. it's just like the fact that I'm from the U S I'm a, I'm an OCR racer, like, I'm like, I think people will support this, man. I really do. And it's a, it's a badass product. It works. And, um, I'm, I'm just hoping people, people get the chance to see him and check him out. And, uh, yeah, man. So, well, I know I would definitely like to try them out cause I've got, um, Raynal syndrome. And, uh, I don't know if you've, if you've ever heard of that, but it's when your hands don't, you, your blood doesn't circulate in your blood vessels very well. Sure. And, uh, I mean, it can happen as, as warm as 50 degrees, you know, you can look at your fingers and it won't be all of them every time either, but you'll have like maybe two fingers that will just be white as a ghost Definitely, man. and they just feel like they're falling asleep and your toes do it too. And For sure. man, it is like when we go to these OCR races and it's, you know, about 40 below 40 degrees and they get wet, man. I'll get my hands will get to where I can't feel my fingers at all. So I mean, oh, it's, definitely, it's I, I believe it, man. And how many of these races are pretty dang cold? Oh man, first thing in the bunch. morning. I a mean, th- we 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 had some dudes go down to to Arizona, you know, expecting to be a warm race, yeah. and it ended up, you know, it was frosted over. They were freezing, and it's like e- even when you go to you know venues where you think it's going to be warm. You know, at seven, eight in the morning, it, it can be frosted over. It can be, you know, even in Alabama, I've been watching the weather. Yeah, it's it supposed looks to be like in the it, 40s it be, this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it can be in the 40s that morning. It's like, that's freaking cold, yeah. man. 
And anything that's going to give you an advantage, yep. which would be just keeping your hands warm and, and the blood circulating before you hit an obstacle. Right. I mean, the, the odds of succeeding just go that much higher on those cold, wet, uh, you know, rainy days. They, they just you're going to be more successful with warm hands. It's as simple as that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, when we went to Charlotte uh, last year, Saturday was fine. I mean, it was in the high 50s, but Sunday it was in the low 30s. And, I mean, I failed the monkey bars because I just couldn't feel my fingers, and that's all there was sure. to it. And a lot of people were failing obstacles they normally didn't because it was just so dang cold. So there, there is a need for this, and – I mean, I was looking into buying bleg mitts, and I was like, you know what? Those things are super, you know, expensive, and having them shipped. I said, I, I, I was just going to wait and see if I could borrow somebody's to see if I really liked them, you know, before I spent all that money to get them. Because sure, man. it's like you said, you know, here in the South, I probably three to four races I go to, you know, will be pretty cold. So for sure, you know. But yeah, man, I'm definitely interested in getting a pair. So, what are you calling? What are you calling the mitt? I mean, you just the, you is know, it the I, all-train I'm calling, OCR I'm mitt. I'm calling it just an all-train OCR mitt. Um, you know, w- the reason I, I stick with all-train, it's it's part of the business I created that. Yeah. Um, you know, in, invest in athletes that are in all different types of athletics, and so they work really well. I mean, we've, we've got now, uh, people from around here that are just runners using them because it's just convenient. I mean, imagine, um, you know, when it's cold out, it's cold as shit outside and you've got like big mitts on or big heavy gloves on and you, you even got to tie your shoe. You got to take your gloves off Mm -hmm. and, you know, set them down and tie your shoe where these are super convenient. Just pull your hand out. It's, and, and tie your shoe and then pop it back on. You got to fidget with your watch or something. Or you want to take uh, maybe, a picture with your phone or something while you're running or text exactly, somebody. Exactly, man. It's yeah. so convenient. And so we, we've got lots of people buying them that are just runners. Um, I've had some people buy them, believe it or not, that are ice fishermen because they said when they when they catch a fish, they get sick of you know having to take their mitts off to reel the oh, fish. No and they just well, that is a good idea, out. really. <laughs> Yeah, man. So they're just kind of, I mean, all train to me means, you know, all athletics, um, all elements. Um, and so these mitts, th- that's what they were designed for, man. They're, they're kind of designed for everybody. Um, but they really cater to obstacle racing, man. They, they really do. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just pumped. I mean, I can't believe nobody else is, is making this product or this product isn't out there yet besides Blagman's. Well, so, so are, do you have like a patent on yours and are you planning on like doing like a mass production at some point or are you just going to kind of just keep it on the down low like you're doing now? You know, I don't have a patent on it and to be honest with you, I probably won't. Um, it's it, building myths is not my passion. Right. And so I really don't care to be doing this for the rest of my life. And if somebody, you know, picked it up and went like crazy with it, whatever, um, I just know it's a need right now and I have the tools and the know-how to build this stuff. Right. And so it's like, I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it right now. And whatever, you know, if, if another company comes out in uh, in a few years with this or that, which I'm sure they will. Cool. Um, but for now I'm, I'm the guy that's making them, you right. know, and I hope that, uh, I hope that people enjoy that product and, 
you know, if it if it turned into something, that'd be cool. But if it doesn't, I really don't care. Because like I said, I mean, I'm not passionate about building mitts. I'm, I'm passionate about training. And so, right. um, you know, I, I started building them to use them myself. And so it's like, if I can if I can produce a few and get them out there and see some guys wearing them, some guys and girls wearing them, that it would be super badass. Yeah, um, but I think hey, there's a market for it, especially in the U S man. Definitely. Definitely, man. So, so is, is there a way that like, I mean, cause I didn't see any on like, well, I guess I just looked at your Instagram page for all train, but is there like a way people can, like see pictures of them and order them or is it just you know i i've contact been pretty, uh, not yet um i've kind of wanted to build a promo video with some of my athletes and stuff wearing them i haven't done it yet what right. i really need to do is just upload them on instagram i mean instagram is such like a, a crazy Heck huge yeah. worldwide social media platform and uh what i'll probably do is just i'll probably start posting them on our uh a team all train page you totally should, um, i'll probably yeah, I'll, I'll probably throw them up on like my my Trevinova's page. You'll probably see them here and there, um, and, and that's that's probably the gist of it, really. Um, I don't know that you're gonna. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm a pers- people person. You, you'll probably see me more at races like you did down in uh down in Florida, just meeting people, being like, "Hey, check these out," you know. Yeah. Um, more than you probably will see me promoting it through a website or anything like that, because. I mean, that's, that's just me. That's just how I'm going to do it. Pretty low key. Um, I mean, we're, we're travels pretty fast in the OCR community. I mean, if somebody, people start seeing them and they ask where they're at, it's pretty easy to find somebody on, on Instagram. I mean, kind of like how, how we connected. I mean, it's as easy as that. I mean, we met in Florida and boom, connected through Instagram and here we are now chatting on the phone. Man. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, man, so I want to get a pair from you, so I'm going to be in Alabama this weekend, so bring me a pair. I'm going to buy a pair from you. I'm going to absolutely bring you a pair, definitely. Cool, man. Um, I'll, I'll bring down a few extra pairs, too, so, um, you know, if, if people are down there, I'm, I'm going to have them with me, and they can check them out. Um, I'm supposed to supposed to hook Ryan Woods up with a pair. Oh, cool. Because uh, I've I seen him wearing some, some black mitts, and it's like, hey, try these out and see the difference. You know, tell me what you think. Give me your honest opinion. Are they are they better or not? So, right. Um. Yeah, man, we'll we'll definitely see you down there in Alabama, and uh, so, let's go tear it up, man. For real, dude. Hopefully, hopefully we don't need the mitts down in Alabama. Oh, man, I, I hope it warms up a little bit, just at least to like a high 49 or a low 50. That would be so great. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be nice during like the middays, but, you know, in the morning it's going to be cold. Yeah, definitely, and that's what I saw. I mean, it looks like they've had like 70-degree, 80-degree days, and all of a sudden on Saturday it like drops in the 40s. It's oh, like man, right it was on, like 80-something <laughs> today, dude. I was running with my shirt off around town. Crazy. <laughs> but me being up here in Montana, I mean, 40s is going to feel phenomenal, man. No, I mean, I'm going to be shirt right. off all day. I mean, I don't even care if it's raining. It's it's going to feel hot to me for sure. Yeah, So it's the moisture at 40 degrees is what will be sucky, too. There'll, oh, there'll be sure, probably yeah. moisture on all the obstacles, for sure. Definitely. Well, what I'll do is uh, I'll make sure and link up with you, um, you know, like on Friday or something, get you hooked up with a pair. So just in case the, the weather is a little chilly and stuff, you can try them out on Saturday and see what you think about them. Heck yeah, man. It's, like I said, I'll be, I'm going to be there all weekend. I'm going to run both days. You running both days? I'm just going to run on Saturday. Um, I gotta, I gotta get back, fly back on Sunday and, uh, you know, get back to, get back to business on Monday. So it'll just be kind of a one day thing for me, but I'm going to be there all day Saturday, man. And, uh, love to hook up and maybe have a beer with you afterwards or something. 
Cool, man. That sounds good. So, uh, if anybody else would like to get a pair of these, how how do you suggest they reach out to you? Just on Instagram and private message you, or? Yeah, man. Just just on Instagram, I think is fine. I mean, that's it's so easy. Everybody's already there. Um, you know, I have like a PayPal, an easy way of taking payments. Um, through PayPal, that's what, what people want, or I have it through Square, you know, um, I have easy ways, you know, the convenient ways to take payment if somebody wanted them, and I've, I've taken, or I've shipped some so far already to some people, um, and so it's, it's something that, I mean, we're, we're really chill about it, it's as simple as just sending me over a message right now, um, Man, that's and, cool, and dude. And, and you know, just the way you, you're acting about it and everything, it's just so OCR, man. It's just laid back, <laughs> chill, and fun, man. It, <laughs> yeah, I love man. that, dude. No, definitely, definitely. So, All right, man. That's pretty cool. So, like I said, I'm going to see you this weekend, man, but I want to ask you some questions. I usually ask all my listeners, and last week I had a review where um, somebody said that I should start asking everybody this, and so... What is your 5K PR and your 10K PR? My 5K PR is like an 18.22. Damn, that's fast. It's fast to me. And my 10K PR, this one's going to be a little bit iffy because it's been a little been a bit while. since I've done it. But it's I'm, it's not sub 40. It's right at like 40. Right. Um, that's still but. I mean, I can tell you that I'm I'm gonna do it again soon, right? And and you can ask me that question soon, and I, I guarantee you, I will. Uh, my PR will be sub forty for sure, but that, that's where I'm sitting right now. Man, I would love to do a sub twenty five k, and I've gotten within thirty seconds of it a couple of times, but. I, I, when I was nothing but just a street runner, you know, and wasn't way before OCR. And then I got a stress fracture and I've only come close to doing it again on a treadmill. So For I, sure. I really want to do it. I just haven't, you know, dedicated a lot of time to speed can, for a 5k. That, that 5k, that 5k is harder than a marathon. If you ask me. Yeah, man, it's a suffer fest. <laughs> that 5k is, is brutal. Is yeah. nasty and it is it, it's straight up mental i mean it's it's the one that makes you sick when when you know you're gonna do it i mean it's it hurts i mean i i'd rather run an ultra than than run a 5k for sure any yeah. day it's like I mean, my, <laughs> it's like my first mile will be a good time and then i'll be like okay i was going too fast and then i'll kind of my second mile will be slower and then i can pick it up for the third mile that, that just seems to always be the way it goes oh yeah <laughs> yeah it, they hurt man they right. they freaking hurt. Five Ks hurt. Yes. <laughs> so, dude. So, out of all the races you've raced, man, what has been your most favorite race and why? My most favorite race. You know, I would have to say there there was a race here in Montana in Bozeman that was called the Crosscut Twenty Five K. Yeah. And it, it's actually at a ski resort. Um, it was absolutely beautiful like terrain the trails were epic epic views um and and they just went above and beyond like the race was like 40 bucks to enter this thing you got like a badass hat you got (laughs) a bag you got shirt um they fed you unlimited beer afterwards and and as you were coming in um you know coming in down the mountain just imagine this like huge crowd and they were, you know, announcing your name as you were just like 
bombing down this mountain to the finish line and uh, just the crowds going nuts and then and then even after that they they went above and beyond they had ice baths just lined up and so as soon as you got done you were able to just jump into an ice bath like this race did more than probably any other race I've ever been to. And then I would say that part of it, I mean, probably everyone's going to be a little biased based on their performance. And I kicked ass at the race, you know? And so like, it was just a good day. Like it was a good day. It was a good race and they did everything right. The weather was beautiful. Um, that was probably, probably the best race I've ever done. Um, if you're going to ask me OCR, I'd have to say hometown, man. That Montana race is uh, is epic, man. I mean, right. up on the lake, and it's just uh, I bet it you is. Just can't, you just can't beat that. You can't beat that venue. I mean, I haven't done a, you know, I I think you've interviewed uh, shit show Sheena Sheena Hoff. I think you yes, I think yes, you I did. Had she goes to your gym too, doesn't she? She does. She goes to our gym, and uh, you know, she's told me about some other venues. Um, you know, like Big Bear and stuff. And, and I think she's been to all of them. She's been to she's a bunch. Been, oh, yeah. And she said there, there's some epic venues out there that I haven't been to. Um, yeah, Big Bear so looks I, cool. I would love to go to that race this year. but Definitely. that That's the one uh, national series I'm going to have to miss this year. So yeah. that's that's kind of crappy. But Yeah, I think that's probably going to be like one of the best ones. Probably that one in Utah will probably be the coolest ones. Definitely, man. So, but yeah, I remember seeing something, and I, I guess Sheena was probably doing it at your gym. Was she rowing a marathon distance? Yeah, she she rowed a marathon. <laughs> uh, sat down and just just went for it. And I don't I don't remember her time. It was four hours and something. But um, you know, I don't know how many of you have. Her ass had to for... be on fire by the end of that. <laughs> I bet she could walk the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that girl's cool though man she does some crazy challenges i mean she, she, she cool. did a, a marathon up here where where she wore a, a she rucked it with a 20 pound vest oh, wow. and carried an american flag the whole way up you know 26.2 miles i mean the girl <laughs> the girl just loves a challenge and uh it's it's pretty badass to to have her in our gym and just just be around by you know like-minded people like that yeah man shit that's awesome dude so okay what is the race that was like your worst, the one you hated the most, and why? The race that I hated the most and why. Or it was just like a bad race for you or, you know. Um, this one always gets people thinking. That's why I like it. Gets people, <laughs> it definitely gets people thinking. Because um, most people say, well, I don't have a bad race. They're all better than going to work. No, I've, I I've, I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it would be, it would be my first, my first Spartan race, man. Uh, my first race that I've ever done in my entire life was, was definitely my worst. I mean, it was just lack of experience, lack of everything. Like, dude, I was dry heaving, you know, the, <laughs> it, it was a climb right off the bat and a nasty climb for like two miles straight. And I'm just, you know, you try to I'm kill cruising it? this. <laughs> yeah, just trying to kill it. And, uh, and I remember it, like two miles in. There was a sandbag carry. It was right away, and the sandbag carry was just brutal up this hill. And I'm just dry heaving, man. Like, and and then there's dudes like coming by, like, man, you okay? You okay? And it's like, <laughs> no, like this, this sucks, man. Like this is this is stupid. And it just, uh, and, and then it just fell apart from there. You know, I mean, I my 
from not putting any miles in, my ankles were just weak as shit, and I just rolled them and rolled them and rolled them, and then oh man, you know, it just it just defeated me mentally. Um, but with that being said, that race is the one that literally like lit my fire. You know, that that's the one. The, my worst race was that, and that's the one that literally made me be like bullshit. Like this is not how this is going to end. This is not the way that, and, and that's what sparked literally running, which be, has become like my passion in life and, and, and has got me involved in this OCR community and has got me involved with so many cool people was that one shitty experience. I feel like if I would have done fairly well, I probably would have went right back to my dumbass bodybuilding <laughs> stuff and, and, and doing curls for the girls, you know? Right. Um, and so it's like, it, that, that race was a blessing, man. That, that race... That was definitely the worst race I've ever had in my entire life. So that's it, man. And that's and that's and that's what it does, man. It changes your life because you're like, I want to do better. I want to see what I can do. You know. You Absolutely, wanna... it, it makes you or breaks you. I mean, you either you either decide at some point like this is dumb, and you make up your you know you lie to yourself and tell you that you know people that do this are stupid and never going back, or you you know. You, you take ownership of it, and you're like, I, I did this wrong. I <laughs> I need to drop my ego and, and, and learn a little bit about this sport. And, uh, yeah, man, just it completely revolutionized my life for sure. So it's awesome, man. So, okay, what is, and if you have one, like, what is your race ritual? Like, are you doing something Friday night? Do you have, like, a certain food you eat, like, supplements you take? What are you doing the morning before the race? What are you doing after the race? Like if you're going to race on Sunday, tell us Trevin's so, secrets. We want to know. Okay. So I always, um, I always do a rice dish the, the Friday before I, I make, I don't eat a whole lot of protein or a whole lot of fats. Um, you know, I've had a lot of gut issues right. that I've learned over the past from, you know, eating too much protein or fats or whatever. And, uh, and I don't, I don't like gluten much. That kind of, gives me some GI issues too when I'm running. And so rice seems to be the substance that my body likes. My performance goes up when I eat rice. And so I make like, uh, my lunch is usually pretty dry ass rice. White rice or brown rice? You know, it's usually just like white rice. I'm eating it for the carbs, man. I'm I'm eating it for for the glycogen, things like that. Um, I'm not really worried I'm using it for fuel. I don't really care at that point about nutrition right. as much. You know, I'm I'm spot on nutrition the rest of the time. It's like everything is for performance the day before. Right. Um, and then that dinner, you know, at dinner I eat another rice dish and I make sure not to like stuff myself too full or anything like that. And I eat pretty dang early. Yeah. Um, I try to always eat at least three hours before if I eat at all. Before the race? Yes. Dude, absolutely, man. And you know, eating before an event, uh, it doesn't seem to bother me. I mean, I I train, I, I work out, you know, pretty much every day, and my body, my body does fine if I've got food in my stomach. I don't really get cramps or anything, so it's never anything I'm too worried about. But I I typically for breakfast, um, you know, every day I almost do like, um, you know, like Greek yogurt with banana with. Um, with uh i don't even know what i'm talking about some like some whole grain shit yeah um 
whatever oats and stuff like that yeah, and so it's just something that i pretty much do every single morning so i, I try not to change that up on race day right. um i i eat that same thing but i definitely i definitely do the same warm-up i have a crazy warm-up routine um what is and it? i do it what is it yeah um so it's basically just like you're a calisthenic routine man um i start by you know just hopping around a little bit and then it turns into skipping, like dynamic warm-up exactly man and i i do not waste my time on it like i make sure it's legit um i i do it before almost every one of my workouts it's so embedded in me it's like it's it's nothing new with the race you know what i'm saying right. like i i do it before every single workout that i do pretty much and so it's just like routine for me i've got it down um I typically run close to two miles before I race. Wow. Um, I like to race really warm. I like to be sweating. I like to be, I like to get that first wind out of the way. And I can tell you, I've done some races like in, uh, I'll use Jacksonville, for example. They, I don't know if you noticed this, but they were like a little bit late on getting us through the gate. Yeah, they were. And so I wasn't able to get like my big warm up that I normally would get. And so it kind of threw me off a little bit. I wasn't able to get, you know, my two miles in or anything like that. So I kind of had to cut that short and, uh, which I I don't think it has that much of an effect, but it's just something that, uh, I do before every race and I feel phenomenal, man. It's like when I get to the start line, I'm, I'm ready. It's not like get to the start line and then two miles in and I feel good. Right, yeah. It's like, no, I already got that burn out of the way. I want to feel good as soon as I come out of that start line. It's like you want to have your heart rate ready when the race starts, you know. E- exactly, and man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do some strides yeah. um, within those two miles. I'm going to get that heart rate through the roof yeah. during that warm-up. Um, and that's pretty routine pre-race. Um, post-race, I... I actually drink a supplement called Carbolin, hmm. and it's basically just like, it's just carbohydrates, is right. all that it is. Liquid carbohydrates. Yeah. It's liquid carbohydrates, and I can tell you right now, if you don't use carbohydrates post-workout or post-race, you should try it, because my recovery, when I started doing post-workout carbohydrates, my recovery changed. It, it revolutionized it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I could do two-a-days. I could do three-a-days doing post-carbohydrate workouts or post-workout carbs, man. Hmm. Um, so this Carbolin, it's, it's probably of any supplement I've ever taken in my entire life, which it's just carbohydrates. I mean, you could literally get it with, you know, by, by eating eating some rice. And there's, there's a certain amount of grams you're supposed to eat per body weight and stuff like that. Right. And then also, like, based on, you know, the duration of your workout and stuff like that. Um. And so it's just easier for me to drink, you know, this Carbolin that's by this company called EFX, and it works, man. I mean, I've taken a lot of supplements. I've, I've wasted a lot of money on a lot of different proteins and, oh, yeah, and amino acids and this and that, and I've never felt the result until I did carbohydrates. And it's something that, I mean, I tell all of my clients these days, um, you know, anybody, I'm like, you have to try post-workout carbs man it will it will change your life and it has to do with like blood sugar yeah um i i don't know the science behind it but it it you know first it like replaces glycogen stores 
but then um, it balances out your blood sugar and gets your body into an anabolic state much quicker than leaving your blood sugar, you know, kind of at this haywire state. And so there, there's a lot of science behind it. It's fairly new, um, but it's it's legit, man. And so that's that's what I take as far as a supplement goes. Cool. Um, I have the same little yoga routine that I do pretty much every single day. Um, it's basically more just like hip mobility. Right. Um, I'm going to do that after every single race. Cause I've, I've struggled with, you know, it band issues and stuff. And it was just from neglecting, you know, the, the hip mobility stuff. So I make sure and do that. And, uh, I've noticed really good results there. And then after that, you know, I usually, you'll see me over at the beer garden having a beer because, uh, I don't, I don't drink a whole lot of alcohol, um, during training season or during season at all, but post post race as long as i'm not racing the next day yeah you can probably catch me in the beer garden um well hit get, me up dude my free beer i got a bunch of beer tickets you can have some man because i don't <laughs> i usually don't drink at all <laughs> every blue moon when i do something epic i might drink a shot of something but besides that i never drink <laughs> for sure and usually i regret it when i do it usually just you know bloats me and gives me a horrible stomachache but uh <laughs> you know it's, it's it's one of those you know little like stupid awards or something you know a way of like rewarding yourself for uh for doing something good i guess i don't freaking know but i i tend to drink my free beer after the race as long as i'm not racing the next day right. so i remember yeah, man. in 2017 we went to virginia and it, it was the first year they moved it away from wintergreen and there was some local i guess it was a local beer that was there and i think it was like seven percent <laughs> and and my buddy Michael got so smashed there. I mean, it was probably like a half a mile to drive out of the parking lot, and he was and we were like we were ready to go because we wanted to go get some real food, you know. And he was like, "Where are yeah. we going? Well, I want to stay here and hang out some more." He got in the back of the truck. He was passed out before we got out of the parking <laughs> lot, dude. He was getting so freaking obnoxious. Me and my buddy Jason were just like going on the other side of the crowd and just laughing at him. <laughs> oh yeah, and you can get. Big, I mean, it's it's dangerous boozing after a race, man. I yes, mean, it's, it's dangerous. It, it doesn't. It, it affects you a little differently than uh than going into it all natty, you know, after having like a full day's worth of food and, oh, and yeah. maybe, you know just relaxed and yeah, it's it's a little different. So. <laughs> that's awesome yeah man we always have a good time well hey trevin man i'm all out of questions dude is there something you want to add to this man or tell people out there man i don't know man uh i just hope to see everybody out there and uh it's just cool getting to know everybody and uh being a part of this ocr community it's super badass um you know i i didn't even know something this like this existed and so i'm just pumped to be a part of it and start getting to know people and uh, I'm excited to see people down the road. Cool. And if, if people want to check out your gym or follow you, like, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, man, where can they find you? Uh, they can just find it under Team All Train on Instagram. We more or less just uh, post about our sponsored athletes. We, we sponsor some some OCR athletes and some ultra marathoners and stuff. And we kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to follow those guys. And then, uh, you know, we have a Facebook that's just all train and if somebody's uh ever in the area stop on in it's pretty cool i know we've we've had some guys from like bro cr media show up and stuff and oh, cool. uh you know we, we always welcome welcome anybody if you're in the billings area 
stop by. I mean, we, we have a bitch and gym. You can come throw a spear in the facility and, and, you know, just hang out. So no, definitely. And if somebody's interested in getting some of these mitts that you're making, just to hit you up on your personal IG account. Just, just hit me up on the personal Instagram account. Or, uh, if you see me at a race or something, you know, if I, you might see me like you did walking around with some mitts or something. Don't be afraid to, to chat with me about it. Um, super low key about it. I'm not a solicitor. I'm not going to be in your face about it or nothing like that. So, um, if you see me hanging out, don't be afraid to, to just ask me about it or, or find it on Instagram. My personal page is trevin.office, um, or the team all train, either one. I'll, uh, I'll get, get at you as soon as I can. That's cool. Trevin. Well, Hey man, we'll see you this weekend in Alabama, dude. All right. Sounds good, brother. Later. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Trevin again for taking the time to talk to us. I totally forgot to ask him the price of his mitts during the interview, so I texted him, and he told me that they're $60 a pair if you're interested in buying them. And to hit him up on Instagram, like we said, we will both be in Alabama this weekend. He may have some extra pairs down there to sell also. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes, and I'll read it. Come up to me this weekend and tell me what's up. We'll see you at the race. Later.